welcome to Carry On. Hi, guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you. Like, I, it's my favorite I, place to be on the planet. Uh, well, I know, and but I can tell. I'd rather be here than fucking Nairobi, Kenya. Alec can tell you. Alec can tell you. I cry. Like I cried at him about because I'd been dreaming about having cats for like ten years, uh, and I agonized over it. And we, Alec and I, had long discussions where I literally cried and I said, "Matthew's never gonna go over you." No, I'm and Alec gonna... was like, "He will," and I was like, "But I couldn't blame him because it's so uncomfortable to have allergies." No, I'm here as much as I possibly can. Ugh, it makes me. It, it's it was so weird relief. because my my sister's aller- allergic to cats. Really? Yeah, Is and she? it's like, why didn't I? Why am I not allergic to cats? I didn't know that. She slept on the floor in this apartment with the cats. Yeah, you know, she was fine. Um, Demi recently, not recently, a few months ago, got. Uh, she's allergic to cats as well, and she got a hairless cat that she named Harriet. <laughs> no. And she's like, oh, I can finally have a cat Are because no other cat hair. But she's allergic to, the still was allergic to the hairless cat. Oh, my God. Because she's allergic to, like, the antibodies or, like, the... I, re- I found out... This is so interesting. Dander is not pet, it's not pet hair. It's pet, like, dandruff skin. That makes oh. sense because they can breed hypoallergenic cats and dogs. Yeah. Um, do, have we all seen the Friends episode where Rachel spends a thousand dollars on a cat and it's a hairless cat because she's been dreaming about having a Sphinx cat for her since she was a kid. No, I'm and not. she buys it and she carries it around on a pillow. And and Joey's whole thing is he keeps saying that is not a cat. And, he, <laughs> and uh, I think eventually he says that it looks like a hand. Oh, what what is what, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's it's a cat. That is not a cat. <laughs> Yes, it is. Why is it inside out? No. <laughs> Which is completely accurate. I'm not super well versed in Friends, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's a great, it's a weird, very weird storyline, but very funny. Very um, Friends. I, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Let's jump right into can it. We oh, just, again, we were can, doing that thing I, just, I didn't realize we were recording. Can I just... <laughs> Classic Matthew. Can I just acknowledge, though, it's been six episodes of Carry On since Matthew Scott Montgomery has been on this show. It's so in wonderful part to because uh, you were doing a play. I was, yeah. So, and that took up your whole life. And I it think was I crazy. was supposed to record an episode one night, but because of because of work, I couldn't yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And I, I was looking back at it. I was just catching up with my Carry On yesterday because it's, it's my favorite podcast besides Boys and Ghouls. Um, and I was catching up on it, and I think this is either my 10th or 11th episode. <laughs> I think it's yeah. el- 11th, actually. Which is, that seems like a surprisingly low number to me, given that there we've done 40. Well, I feel like, like you would have been per- in 20. That's like, that's like 25% of the episodes. Um, so if you think about yeah. it that way, that makes sense to me. Well, well either way, back. Yeah, of course. it's a, a total pleasure, and uh, hello, everyone. There's nothing I love more than Sex and City besides Goosebumps. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Listen to Welcome to Deadcast. That's my Goosebumps podcast. Yes, uh, yes, welcome yes. to Carry On, the Sex and the City podcast. I'm your co-host, Alec Wells. I just had a Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, I wish you wouldn't be airing it out right now because it's making everyone Baby needs to breathe. I know all of Alex's yeah. outsides are now on the inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> thank God you're hypoallergenic, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm and I'm Cat Wells. I'm Cat. I I, co- I co-host the podcast. We're all here. It's the best night of my life because I'm with people that I care. My about. My favorite people. I'm, and of course, with us is Matthew Scott Montgomery. Hi, We're guys. so excited to have you. I'm, and especially with this episode, we we just recorded with our our friend Nick, who lives in New York. But one of the reasons we wanted you on this episode is because you've lived in both New York and Los Angeles. That's so we right. feel like you're going to have. Uh, right. A specific point of view on this, and you'll be able to bring yeah. something to we this just watched, episode. Uh, we just watched season three, episode 14 of Sex and the City, entitled Sex and Another City, mm-hmm. which is part two of a two-parter uh, excursion episode where the ladies get out and about yeah. into uh, L.A., um, which we I, can all I have a VCR to. in my bedroom. I only watch VHS tapes in my bedroom, and I bought, at Amoeba Music, I bought Sex and the City season three on VHS, so I actually have this very episode mm. on VHS that I watch on my VCR in my bedroom. Let me ask you this. Um, well, first of all, a comment. The first thing that Carrie says in this episode is that LA is a town of perpetual sin and sunbathing. Okay. And I know literally not 72 hours ago that both you and Catherine did sunbathe. We did. And sin. But it, it's also... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but that that's just every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is August. I mean... I, you know, one thing I will say about LA, and I, I this for tonight, for today, or whenever anyone's listening, I love Los Angeles very much so. I prefer LA much more than New York. And... Uh, I think a misnomer about LA is that it doesn't, for me at least, this is my opinion, it doesn't get super hot here like everyone thinks that it does. Mm -hmm. I feel like it gets kind of hot at the end of August and September and sometimes one day in October and that's really it. If you're here, if if listeners, if you're listening and you don't live in LA, the 4th of July is not like a hot holiday here at all, Mm -hmm. really. Even July and sometimes the beginning of August. People get so confused who visit and it's not hot. And if you want to come here for spring break, LA is not the place to come because it'll be like maybe 70 degrees degrees and probably hazy you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's not it's not like a tropical kind of destination that you no. know it sometimes is, yeah this is, ain't is no honky tonk or whatever this ain't no disco either this is la yeah, well <laughs> we know? we all know we're all from the south so we know what humidity is too yeah Ooh, and that yes, real God. 90 degrees in la is very different than 90 degrees in north carolina yeah. i mean there really is a difference i remember when i first moved here and I had an internship where I had to wear like a button-down shirt and slacks. That it wasn't uncomfortable at seventy-five degrees to be wearing that necessarily. But in North Carolina, you'd be just drenched in sweat yeah. by the end of the day. That's the, the only thing I miss about North Carolina is the thunderstorms, which yeah. we, don't, we don't get here in LA. Really, that's true. We do. It does rain here, just yeah. not, not like in a, the last like three years. But yes, normally we have like it, a rainy season. But I feel like it rains here more than people may think that yes. it does, yeah. which is still that's not true. a lot. No, but yeah. But well, I think that's because based on the movie, Movies, people think it literally never rains, not one mm-hmm. day a year. So when it does rain, people are extremely confused. And when it's 60 degrees, people are extremely confused. Yeah. But I mean, that's what's lovely about, you know, when, at least in the later parts of fall and through the win- quote winter months. It's legitimate. It is acceptable to put on a scarf and boots and yeah. have a hot chocolate in Los Angeles, which is mm-hmm. lovely. And then yeah. go to the Grove for fake snow, like you and I have done. Yeah. You. This reminds me that today's episode is sponsored by the Weather Channel. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, let's just get together and talk about the weather. I was just well, thinking, I just realized that's what we were doing as well. Matthew, we all know the most interesting thing to talk <laughs> yes, about is the, the weather. weather. <laughs> those clouds, those Matthew, you were you were going into um, LA versus New York. So, what makes you prefer Los Angeles? Well, here's my take on L- LA. New 
New York, you guys, okay? Um, coming from someone who spent a lot of time in both. New York in the, and um, Sex and the City represents this very well. New York, if, if New York is a lady, she's an unapologetic bitch and either you like her or you don't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care whether you like her, her or not. She's not going to change for nobody. And if you get along with her, great. But if you don't have time for her, get out of her way. LA is like, hey, I just want you to, I want me to be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> want to go hiking in the mountains? I can do that. Want to be the beach? I'm the beach, baby. Want to go downtown? I can be downtown. LA is whatever you make it. So I have a problem with sometimes with people like, I don't like L.A. Because like L.A. has everything you could possibly want, actually. And it's up to you to find it and make your own. New York, there's not, you can't, it's hard to make New York your own. New York is pretty much who she is. She's not going to change for anybody. And it could be a negative perceived for L.A., but L.A. is going to change for whoever because she wants to be whatever you want her to be. I tell people that, you know, when when the, 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 the primary kind of criticism that I hear about Los Angeles is, oh, everything's fake. Like, nobody's real. And I'm like... Well, it kind of depends on what part of town you're hanging out in. Like, I didn't almost never go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see that those people. I don't hang around with those people. Right. So. Well, and I will say, you know, um, sort of in Sex in the City's defense in these two episodes, they're 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 taking a shit on L.A., mm-hmm. but it's like, but it's like the poop emoji shit. Like, it's like done <laughs> it's lovingly, and it's yeah. like, you know, they're doing it with a wink and a smile. It's not, yeah. you know, I think it's lovingly, like the way you would sort of tease a friend. They're right. teasing L.A. It doesn't to me. There doesn't feel like there's any sort of real malevolence behind it. Yeah, it's done I, in jest. I kind of roll my eyes at this episode a little bit, but playfully. It's not like it's kind of like oh, this episode. Not like fuck you. You don't mm-hmm. get me in L.A. Like that kind of thing yeah when I was at NYU um, one of my professors described uh, the difference between New York auditions and LA auditions in mm. a New York audition if you go in and they don't like you they'll be like no sorry like no good and like that but in LA if they didn't like you they would still oh, say to your face you, you were leave, so great oh you were so good you oh, leave thinking you're work. getting a phone call in an hour yeah and so but, and so it's it like it takes a while to get used to that there is I guess a level of like fakeness where people are more nice to your face here and then like but I don't like think it's insidious and I think that's no, the difference yeah, I yeah. think that's what people maybe perceive it to be but I don't think it is what do you think is an LA show what's a show that if Sex and the City is a quintessential New York piece of television what is entourage Mm. i've not seen one stitch neither have i but i hear i hear that 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 what you're saying is i've I've actually believe it or not watched all eight seasons have you really like so do you agree with me then i don't i don't want to say i hate watched it but you know there there is something actually really compelling about that show um that that anybody believes the hills oh the hills that's a that's That's quintessential la i love the hills i do Um, too yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe as far as a scripted show goes, um, I mean the OC is not Los Angeles. It's definitely not. But yeah, I feel like that has a California aspect to it that mm-hmm. I ascribe. I just to. love that you know ascribe. A lot ascribe. of people will say uh, what I love that Sex and the City is true to is they say uh, New York is a character on the show, and it truly is. That's not just like yeah. a bullshit like piece of PR. Yeah, it, every episode opens with like in New York. Yeah, and so. I guess I'm trying to figure out yeah, if, yeah, if the there is one for LA. The to me, Entourage is a little bit more like 
this is what Hollywood is like. Mm-hmm. Every episode is sort of a different angle on what what sort of being in the Hollywood system is, like agents and managers and yeah. being a celebrity and all that stuff. And it yeah. definitely captures a, a, a very specific part of LA. But I don't yeah. know if it I don't know if it speaks to the whole town as a whole right. in the way that like you know Carrie might be a columnist and a pseudo celebrity, but she still feels relatable like mm-hmm. she's like a down to earth like you watch californication mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit yeah. is that la i, I think it could it's be. got it's got it definitely has the um the set pieces but i don't think i don't but think again it's i think it goes stuff. along with what i was telling you it's an easier to say that sex in the, new york is a character in sex in the city because la can be, hollywood is one kind of one thing yeah. la can mean whatever you want it to here's be so I how think, do you nail it yeah, down to make it a character in right. here's show. what yeah here here's what i feel about los angeles and i've i've been kind of cra- los angeles um i i transferred from los angeles your school has, has no, no gymnastics team this, this is a last resort. resort you are being a cheer tater torrance and a pain in my ass so i've been crafting this theory and the way that I feel about Los Angeles for the entire nine plus years that I've lived here and I think um tell me you're so LA yeah that's <laughs> that's that's right yeah. um and I think you know whether it's Hollywood or not Los Angeles and the west in general is a play people 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 go west to seek their fortune to mm-hmm. to chase their dreams and most of the time that is personified in Hollywood yeah but I but I don't think it's exclusive to Hollywood and I think um, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about with the movie the invitation the, the yeah right so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Easton Ellis on his podcast was talking about how it's such a quintessentially and uh, even Karen Kusama the director um, and the invitation right now as we're recording this is on Netflix it's fantastic you should watch it. Alec but doesn't like it. We love it. Alec doesn't love it, but that's okay. Cat and I do. We love it. But, but uh, I do think that movie couldn't take place in Dayton, Ohio. That movie. So Los oh, Angeles no. yeah. is so. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, not good. only does it take place in a house in the Hollywood Hills, but um, you know the attitudes that are that are expressed in the in the film, the themes of the film, people, uh, people. Seeking ways to find something spiritual that's going to help them escape their reality or help them transcend into a different place. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily Hollywood, but it kind of is. I mean, yeah. I mean, we 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 monetize stories here. Yeah, we we export dreams to the world from right. Los Angeles, and so people people when they come here, whether they want to be a part of the Hollywood machine or not, whether they want to be a part of making films, and I talk to tourists all the time when they come here. They want to absorb something of that. Like, they are coming to the land of dreams. And there's something about that that's in the ether here. Yeah. And there's also something that's incredibly dark that lies just right under the surface. Because a lot of people come here to seek those dreams and a lot of those dreams are dashed. Right. And so I think, for me, like, I think Los Angeles, whether it's Hollywood or not, is is, is kind of... uh, Encapsulated in the the feeling of, of seeking seeking your fortune or dream, uh, I, whatever that is. And I feel like because it's so much that, that's why we don't have a lot of really notable or successful entertainment that's about Los Angeles. Because as an actor, for me, I'm so much more interested in playing some small town character or like a you know like mm-hmm. not playing an actor who lives in L.A. It's I think it's kind of hard actually to tell a story about a Los Angelino that isn't. 
geared towards the entertainment industry somewhere. And having yeah. a show about the entertainment industry is tricky in and of itself. Yes. Unless it's done super smart. Otherwise, I think it's kind of boring to watch if it's just about like a yes. struggling actor I or a struggling writer. Agree more. I have so many things to say, and I apologize to our listeners if they're like, just get on with the story already. But but you've I'll been say, reading Carry On reviews, Alan. On. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say two things really quick. Yeah. One is. Um, Speaking to the underbelly of LA, or like sometimes that there's a little bit of innate sadness. Yeah. Uh, I am working on a television show right now, and our, we work, we, the writer's room is on the lot where they shoot the show. And so sometimes I'll go down to set just to like watch or yeah. whatever. And I get really uh, sad, and, and I'm projecting, right? But I get really sad when I see older extras. Like, People in their like forties, fifties, sixties, and I'm like I'm totally projecting. They could have the best life ever. Mm. I don't. I, I don't know. I've I don't, talked to a lot of them. I have when an I'm doing extra old, work. That's one of Daniel's and my pet. Pretty much all of them are extras. crazy. They, yeah. they yeah. all want to talk to you about like their cancer and their and the time they worked with Tom Cruise. Yeah, but it's, it's like weird. you know, it's like when an old the cancer person... thing was this very specific story. I'm sorry, that was weird. But I just re- I have a very specific memory of an old person. Anyway, go ahead. Like when an old person makes me a sandwich. Like if I'm at like if I'm at like a I don't know like a subway or something, oh, and it's yeah. a person older than me, and they're calling me sir. Like it just it kind of makes me. I don't know. I'm projecting. Yeah. I'm projecting. Well, yeah. somebody's got to do that bad. work. I know. I yeah. get you. But I see like, what you're saying. so so that that sort of speaks to the the dark underbelly that that sometimes I, I feel. Yeah. Um, and well, they came here how many years ago? A lot of them, and I've talked to them. Like Peg they came whistle. here. Sure. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Nobody can get up there to throw themselves off anymore. Yeah. yeah. The Hollywood side. Um. And uh. And I. And I don't even remember the second thing I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this episode. Let's do it. Um. So the uh, we where we left off in the last episode was that uh, Carrie had uh, come to L.A. for um, a meeting about turning her column into a movie, but don't even worry about that because they don't even address it in this episode. No. They're just having fun in L.A. When I say they, I mean Carrie, Miranda, and Samantha. Yeah, I think I get the impression they decided to extend the visit. They're already going to be in L.A. Yeah, she also says she's been trying to get into Link, that restaurant, for a week. So I'm like, how long have you been in L.A.? I'm guessing, like, maybe they're staying for, like, two weeks or something. Hey, good for them. Yeah, Yeah, good for them. That's great. And uh, the episode opens with uh, Carrie doing something that she thinks is very L.A., which is getting a Brazilian wax. Mom, she took everything I got. It's called a Brazilian wax. Why didn't you tell her to stop? I tried. I feel like one of those freaking hairless dogs. It's an aesthetic thing. Everyone goes bare out here. Of course they do. LA men are too lazy to have to go searching for anything. Yeah, you can't hide your light under a bush. Well, she must have left something. A triangle? A little landing strip? No, I am totally bald. And might I add, freezing. Oh, I would have killed her. I'm so aware of down there now. You know, I feel like I'm nothing but walking sex. And that's the thing about the Brazilian. It makes you do crazy things. You have to be very careful who you invite to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I read the only piece of IMDb trivia for this episode yes. is that the idea of the Brazilian wax gone wrong was Sarah Jessica Parker's idea because it actually happened to her, which is so oh, fun. Oh, that's kind of fun. Gone wrong? Well, it- meaning she went in to get so... I'm guessing that the type of waxing Carrie has done typically is a bikini oh, wax, wax, which means that 
Uh, it's just the outsides that might show outside of her bathing suit and everything else. She's got, you know, she's got her her little her bush, a little triangle, a or little her triangle, her lettuce strip, or something. Um, but in this case, she got a Brazilian. She got whoosh. Can I say that in my gone. high school, it was trendy to shave or be completely hairless. And we yeah. called it clean slate. Well, clean slate. Yeah. And be like, are you clean slate? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will, I will say number one. Yes, I agree. When I was, it became, it was definitely a topic of conversation. Which was, um, a, which I've, it was Makes around sense. that time. Yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. sure. And uh, but I, um, I've never gone to a waxer. I've always, I've, I've, I'm one of those very lucky women who never has a problem, which is weird because every my, I have very sensitive skin and I can't like keep holes in my ears because they get infected. And so, but for some reason, I can use a razor yeah. on my the, my area. Yeah. Um. And so I've never had a problem doing that. So I've never had to go to a waxer. Um. But the other thing I wanted to share and I don't know why because it's incredibly personal but um so I typically will just I'm clean slate yeah the only time I'm ever self-conscious about it because I get it Carrie's like whoa this is new um is when I go to the gynecologist because I'm suddenly incredibly conscious aware of your that of your another meaning. human is gonna know that I did that on purpose yeah. and they're gonna mm. be like and I'm sure they see I know that they see it all yeah but I'm I realize like because I'm going next week I have a checkup and I realize like that every time I go I forget and then I get in that paper gown and I'm like oh my god I'm I've shaved everything off and they're gonna think I'm some weirdo and then I realize like obviously they don't like they see they see a complete range of everything and why do they care I think I've been in a similar situation I've never waxed before whatever blah 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 but like I've been through from every rain every like clean slate to like whatever uh-huh. and I think I remember one time getting like a physical and like as the physical was happening like you don't in guy physicals there's like some they like you know check out your junk and squeeze your balls and like yeah. all this stuff mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like fuck like I'm like not clean slate but like the growing out of clean slate I'm like this fucking old doctor is gonna know that I like yeah just shave so my fresh yeah. yeah I I I thought I thought this was really funny I thought they could have shaved a little off the storyline <laughs> <laughs> I'm just look I'm looking I, for something a little hairier <laughs> <laughs> I will say Carrie says it at one point but like. When you when you're like bald as a baby or hairless down there or got some special kind of trim, you do feel super oh, sexy and yeah. all all in your mind all you're thinking is sex. Yeah. Sex. Yes, you're very conscious of it. Sexy. Se- sex. Se- sex. You know sex. what I mean? Because like all you can feel is like you're just sliding around like a slippery seal, like a hairless <laughs> yeah. seal down there. Yeah. Just like crossing his legs and feeling this bit slide around. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, you didn't share any noony stories. Yeah, Alec, clean slate. I- I've never clean even slate. slate. One of us. One, One of us. us. Anywho. <laughs> um, so uh so whose story do you want to start with? Let's start with Samantha. That's a fun one. So yeah. Samantha's oh. Samantha's in LA. Oh. She got two things going on here but we'll we'll talk about the more LA centric one first which is uh she she's she's out in LA she's wearing uh, a flood lamp on her head yeah oh my word that hat yes. and she, it's a choice though it's a choice Do i'm it. not mad that hat like life. i'm mad at Miranda's bag keep going oh. yes. she uh she runs across a guy on the street who is selling knockoff purses 
for uh, a very reduced like 150 price. bucks, yeah, 150 and bucks they would fa- ordinarily fake, be like Fendi. thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we know that Samantha is a total bag hag, so she is <laughs> she after is. whatever That's she can my get, however Birkin. she can get it. Yeah. So she is. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess I I didn't know that this is an LA thing. Maybe it is, but that, that you can buy knockoff designer purses, oh, knockoff sure. watches. Yeah, I guess it is. I bought. I had a knockoff. Purse did you drive for a to while. the valley in the year two thousand and get a fake well, Fendi? You know, like come to think of it, I'm. This is gonna sound insane, but I'm almost positive when I was in high school, the very first time I visited New York, I bought one in New York. See, I remember being I in New York. New York to selling fake yes. things on yeah. the Because I remember that from my trip to New York. It's like, yeah. guys had these little card tables out I've never on the street. In my life versus... living here in Los Angeles, I never like walked by or driven by like a trunk of like fake no. stuff that they're handing out. Yeah. No. Never. That's a mm-hmm. New York thing to me. Not never, not know how. No. So no, Samantha no, never, loves never, her uh, uh, uh. fake Fendi. <laughs> and she wants to enlist Carrie to come with her to get some more purses. To go to a place called the Valley. Yeah, win and rum. So let's talk about the valley for a second because there there is this sort of media representation of the valley i think about this show i think about clueless yes of course the val party so i and i didn't understand there's a line in the holidays like which looks exactly like the valley yeah absolutely so the valley so the way la works is you've got hollywood and then you you have a giant like mountain yeah and then on the other side of that is what we call the valley so you have and Burbank va- and all these North Hollywood Sherman Oaks yeah Encino I still remember I still remember when I was in North Carolina and I had uh, this internship program that was going to take me to L A that the guy explaining L A to L to us, the first thing he did was explain the valley. Yeah. He said, <laughs> he said he there's Hollywood, and then he said there's there's Burbank and all of this stuff, and there's this mountain in between, and there's only one road to get between Hollywood <laughs> yeah. and this and the valley, and it's a it's a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. Uh-huh. And uh, and he's right. There's well, only yeah. one. Let road, me just basically. tell it's you right by my apartment. I drive it all the time. Let me just tell you something to feed your nightmares. Did you hear that um, in the next couple of weeks the 101 is going to be closing for four that. nights in a row? I did but hear from that. midnight to 5 a.m. That's fine. Oh, that's not too bad. I remember but, Carmageddon. Yes, I, I do, do. indeed. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so so people attribute the valley also like valley girl culture, like yes. that's a thing. Graham's like, look at valley girl, like hey, oh my god, look at that mall, like yeah. that kind of thing. It all comes to the fucking valley. Like oh my god, valley girl, like totally. The fucking valley. I guess if I had to say what the valley was, it's sort of like I uh, think sort that of a low rent version. I think of, that's the impression. I think the impression is that it's, that it's basic. Uh, no, yeah. I wouldn't call it that because I actually love the valley. Burbank has a place in my heart. I kind of want to live there, partly because of Magnolia Park, the shopping area. I will say, area if you've never been to LA, there. like if you have like a family, like the valley is probably absolutely more weird. unless you have a ton of money, it, like a like a ridiculous amount of money, then probably not. But if you're like you have a, you're doing doing pretty well and you want to like have homes a family, are a little more affordable in certain parts of the, the valley, the valley, and yeah. it's quieter and a little more family friendly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, it's it, there, there's usually easier parking there, which is Some a parking huge is free. deal. Yeah, yeah. Big deal. Yeah, so so uh, Samantha enlists Carrie to go to the valley with her to check out these fake Fendies, but when Carrie gets there, she chain smoking. She's smoking <laughs> on the uh, on the merchandise, and uh, she she doesn't want the fake Fendi because it feels fake. And we we're taken behind an apartment building through an alleyway with barking dogs to a guy with his trunk. Yeah, By who's the way, wearing socks with sandals? I also think they overreact to the dogs just a little bit. Uh, yeah. It does. I, it, I disagree. I've had that same reaction to dogs that surprised me from fences when I was walking down the street in Los Angeles. And I was on the phone with my mother and I took the Lord's name in vain because this dog surprised me and I had to apologize to my very southern mother for saying, "Yeah, God damn it! Really loudly because the dog scared me that badly. But I know it is, it is... I think, I think they, they exaggerated to, it for comedy. They're trying to make the valley sure. look really yeah. dangerous. But I like yes. that Carrie, I like how Carrie reacts after they scream that she laughs kind of like they were in a haunted house or something. Like, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so... Anyway, you were so... I'm sorry. I interrupted you because I... No, that's what I was saying. ...have been scared by a dog like that. Yeah, I'm done. That's all. But yes, they want to make the valley look so, scary. But, but Carrie's sort of point is she doesn't want the bag because it's fake. Yeah. Much like the experience she's had in L.A. in yeah, general. Yeah, that's like the whole, like, story of this episode yeah. is fake. And what's... It, everything looks glamorous and sexy and cool up front, but behind it, it's all Yeah. The artificial. outside versus the inside. Yeah, they yeah. come back to that Which is a pretty sick again. burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of sunbathing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's that's Samantha's storyline. Why don't we talk a little no, bit? No, we haven't finished. Oh well, Samantha's. I was gonna hold that. I was gonna oh, hold that because it's the a end. big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll, All yeah, right. We'll fine. That. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about Miranda. I think this storyline is really funny. So, so much so, fun. When I think of this episode, I think of two things. I think of one something that's gonna happen shortly that we're gonna talk about in this Miranda storyline, and I think of the actual Fendi bags in the back of the valley. Mm-hmm. By the way, every time I watch it, I don't know why I've built this episode up in my head where it's like, oh god, this episode's so embarrassing. <laughs> but like this time, and I always think something terrible is gonna happen. I'm like, oh no, Carrie and Samantha are gonna go behind that apartment building, the guy in the truck is gonna kill him. He's gonna kill him. He's gonna... But like it always turns out to be like not that bad. And especially watching this time, I was like, okay, okay, this episode's not too bad. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. But I think about the subplot with Miranda. Oh, yeah. here we go. So Miranda has a has a guy that she knew from New old York. Back Lou. In the day. Old, old Lou. Old Lou. It's just Lou. I'm just calling him old Lou because it sounds funny. Yeah. So Lou, they say New York Lou. She's like, no. he's wearing a Knicks hat, so he's got to be from New York. <laughs> so, so Lou's this guy, Miranda. <laughs> I miss Steve. Yeah, I do. Too. Miss Steve. I miss Steve too. Uh, don't worry, viewers. Um, so uh, Miranda's got this got old Lou from New York uh, who moved to LA to be a writer he's a writer on a sitcom and uh, he's, he's a writer on Friends he's like when kind you, of, the yeah. way that they talk about it they're like 20 yeah. somethings in who work low paying jobs who live in brightly colored lofts in New York they're, yeah. they're referring to Friends which was a hugely popular yeah. when, this sh- when this episode aired in September uh, 17th of September Have you seen an episode where Rachel gets that Siamese naked cat and parades it around <laughs> on a exactly. pillow exactly <laughs> yeah so uh, I want to talk about his writer's uniform. Alec, can you talk to me? Because you're in a writer's room right now. Is he now. authentically like a writer? Well, first, he's, he, first, what is he wearing? Well, this is also the year 2000, yeah? yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, first I want to, I do want to point out how it it looks like 
um, the costume designer, Pat Field, like five minutes before they were supposed to shoot, was like, oh shit, he's supposed to have a hat. Yeah. So they give him a hat that doesn't fit, sits directly on the top yeah. of his head. Well, that's the only Knicks hat, hat they could find because they had to make sure it's a Knicks hat that he wears the entire episode and doesn't take it off because he takes off the Knicks hat, his head falls off. That's right. That's, that's, don't ask, don't ask him about like, the Knicks hat. To me, the hat is distractingly high on his head. I didn't though, notice. It's, it's sort of like, I wish it's I had. just sort of floating. Above you know what that makes me think of? My grandpa, who's no longer with us, God bless, God rest his soul, on his last days, he would wear this Fruitopia hat. <laughs> like a baseball cap that said Fruitopia on it. And it would just, it wouldn't even, he wouldn't even pull it down his head. It would just sit on the top of his head. Like if he moved or turned his head bless or stood up, it would him. flop off because it was just a Fruitopia hat sitting on top of Irvin Montgomery's hat. Am I right, Daniel? Daniel knows I'm right. Him. I feel Did like, you call him Grandpa? I call him Grandpa, Grandpa yeah. Montgomery. I, I feel like that hat would go for a lot of money on eBay right kind now. Kind of, actually. I oh fucking wear a Fruitopia hat. People go yeah. nuts for Fruitopia. Surge, clear crystal Pepsi. That sounds good. It does sound good. So, John, uh, what's his name? Lou. Old, Old Lou. Lou. Old Lou. So. <laughs> he's, not, he's kind of cute. I think he's, he's yeah. cute. But the he's, way Miranda... I think you've been distracted by the, the he's, level he's, of... He's sex in the city cute. He's sex in the city yeah. cute. The way that Miranda describes him before she sees him is he's like Jabba the Hutt. Like, he was just this big, fat, like... Yeah. Really uh, sort of cynical. Nice guy. You know, but everything's just, the yeah. worst. But when yeah. she sees him, LA oh. has changed. By the way, oh. can I just say again, Cynthia Nixon knocking out of the park acting wise. Oh, there's oh. never a false step with her. Even though the sub Except for that bag. Except, well, the fucking the bag, you guys, if you've seen this episode or you're going to watch this episode, Pat Field was, was really, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. It yeah. looked like some like basket weaving. Puffy pom pom shit I made in second grade for that ugly ass bag. Yes, and anyway. it looks like it was like for Independence Day. It had like a weird yeah. American it doesn't flag make thing happening. But, but Miranda's yes. so excited to see old Lou because she's like, oh, finally, I taste in New York and LA. You know what I mean? So she <laughs> she's like, she's had enough of this LA nonsense. So she's really looking forward to some cynical roll your eyes at the happy people kind of thing to sit up, like hang out with old Lou. But the second she sees him, she's so surprised and taken aback because he looks so he's great. Wearing, she he's wearing he's wearing thirty less pounds. Yeah. He's wearing a pastel green kind of t-shirt. He's wearing cargo, uh, not maybe not cargo, but definitely khaki shorts. He's wearing white socks and white shoes that come up halfway up his legs. Uh, he's wearing his Knicks hat. He, that is that is the comedy writer yeah. uniform, you I guys, think. guys, he's not old Lou. He's new Lou. Yeah, That's he's, he's right. new Lou. Yeah. And um, he, uh, you know, uh, Miranda's kind of like, uh, he, he says, do you want to grab a drink? She says, uh, yes, please, let's get out of here because they're in some fucking new age. And he's like, no, actually, place. the green tea infusions here are great. And she's like, oh, yeah, green tea infusion. Suck my That'll dick. That'll be the <laughs> 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 my She's dick. like, remember, we used to make fun of people and blah, stupid old smiling like, happy. No, no, no. Want to grab a drink? Oh, please, yes, let's go. The sight of all these bleached teeth is blinding. No, I mean, grab something here. This place is known for its green tea infusions. Please, infusions? Could LA be any worse? Take off that hat, I'm gonna shoot you right now. <laughs> Actually, I really like it here. Hang on, what happened to the guy I used to share beers with and make fun of happy people? I know, I know. The thing is, I think I'm one of those happy people now. Wow. I mean, good for you. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think I was just supremely unhappy in New York. When I came out here and I let a lot of that old toxic anger go, I take things slowly, get outside. Ellie agrees with me. I'm happy. 
here. Here, yeah. yeah kind of shuts guys, it down. It's like I like LA. I'm raising my hand because I can relate. Wait, yeah. I have all I, the sunshine, all of this vitamin D. So, and Alec, I'm not talking about your penis, but <laughs> but kind of. <laughs> Hi, Simon. Hi, baby. So there's a guy that I know that I used to be in love with, <laughs> who lived in New York. He's a writer. He's a very very successful writer, and he's. One of the greatest writers that I've ever met. And we met online, actually, on Twitter. And I was mm-hmm. a fan of his. And we started tweeting each other back and forth. And we started kind of this little love affair. And he lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. Now, he lives in Los Angeles, literally across the street from me. Now, our, like, whatever affair fizzled out, now he just randomly happens to live across the street from me. That's a whole other story for a completely different podcast. That has nothing to do with this. But he was such a, he was a guy who smokes. He was a New York, New York, New York guy. It's been a lot of time. We went to private school in New York, Gossip Girl style, and was doing a lot of New York stuff. And since he's moved to L.A., he has basically um, become an L.A. person where he only he does juices. He Like, I went over to his place to look at his new apartment. In his fridge was literally only pressed juicery. He does, like, soul cycle. Mm-hmm. He, like, takes all these classes all day. He's lost a ton of weight. And he's, like, sober and, like... and. I don't know if he smokes anymore, but he's completely transformed. I think fitness is the new religion. I read a whole yes. article about that. Yeah, and he she tweets about like, oh no, I'm one of those LA people now. But it's knowing him personally, he has like a brand on Twitter, but like knowing him personally, he's legitimately so happy here and doesn't miss New York at all. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of New Lou, actually. Yeah, yeah, if loving LA is wrong, I don't want to be right. Well, yeah. Catherine and I, as you know, are doing Soylent right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Which is which originated in Silicon Valley, but has made its way down to yeah. Los Angeles yeah. and is a complete food. This episode brought to you by Soylent <laughs> and their new product, Coffeeist. Get yeah. it for a breakfast treat. Now, we haven't tried Coffeeist yet. So I haven't heard that. It's a mix of Soylent and coffee. Oh, yeah. wow. A yeah. complete breakfast you right You can get your caffeine and your... Anyway. It probably sounds like we're drinking the Kool-Aid for people who like don't live here. Yeah. But like, listen, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Like, I, that, I, like, mm-hmm. I hiked at Runyon yesterday. You know, I, I tend I, to I knock until I juice, try. You know what I mean? Like, I like that but stuff. But Al- Alec got me on Soylent. He was... He, he, he was like you just just try it and then now I'm buying it myself and, and listen I, it. I I don't think that this is exclusive to LA but I do think that one of the things that LA encourages is trying new things yeah and I think that that's like sort of in that's true in the water here in sure. LA is like don't be afraid to try new things or step outside of your yeah. comfort zone it may be it may come from a, a level of like quote I guess you're saying being fake like Instagram like putting on a perform I was li- actually listening to an interview with Meryl Streep earlier today where she's talking about selfie culture and how no one is themselves anymore everyone's constantly performing because they're always like you know, putting their pictures online and like practicing and and so hyper aware of other people think of themselves. But I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really like sort of being fake long before Instagram and thinking about what I said (laughs) and how I looked. So here's the thing. Miranda, despite her initial resistance is kind of won over by old new Lou. Yeah, she yeah. Is. She's like, she comes to the ladies a little later. She's like, you guys lose lost like 30 pounds. Not, look, I'm not trying to body shame, yeah. but that's what she, she notices. And for him, that seems to be an improvement to his well-being, his health, his um, mental kind of yeah. like happiness. And she's kind of won over. She's like, you guys, I, I feel like I'm kind of into this like happiness yeah, this thing. This episode kind of takes the, you know, 
the plasticness of LA to a sinister place in kind of a way where you see like the dark side of it. But a lot of the LA quote fakeness, I think is well intentioned when we're talking about things like we want to go hiking or like had try Mm -hmm. soylent or like juices or like, you know, green tea infusions. It's because we're trying to, we're trying to live our best lives and like treat our bodies the best way that we can. It might seem like silly or a fad or something like that, but we want to try things. It's really communal. It comes from a place of trying to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. I, I, yeah. I very and much we share it with that. other people. Like that's the thing that I also yeah. I've gotten really into fitness classes lately, boutique yeah. fitness. So I'm doing bar classes and Pilates. Um, and uh, tomorrow, in fact, I'm doing kind of like um, a cross training, kind of like a oh, crazy, really yeah, video. really different kind of thing that that's I'm used awesome. to. But I'm <laughs> finding like joy in the com- the communality of it, which yeah. is so not like me because I hate people. Like yeah, I should sure. be in New York, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having such a great time. And Miranda yeah. picks up at least for you know a portion of this episode the most positive aspects of that which is like you know when Charlotte shows up in LA and she's having her troubles like Miranda's very supportive and says like oh you'll figure it out everyone has their own bed yeah she's like (laughs) totally cool with it Charlotte who am I to judge you we all have our own paths in life but what ends up happening is that she sees that they go out to eat at a fancy ass Mm -hmm. steak place and he orders like a a big New York strip steak or whatever the hell it is and, she, and they go sit down to eat, and he, like, you know, cuts some old new Lou, cuts himself a piece of steak, <laughs> and chews it, and it's like, mm, 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 and then spits it out into his napkin or whatever. She goes, what's wrong? Is and there something, something wrong, wrong with your steak? steak? He's like, nothing. And then he, like, takes another bite and spits it out, and she goes, like, oh, is it, what, what is it? And he's like, oh, I'm just tasting my food. She's like, well, are you going to swallow? And he said, what does he say? He do says, you think do you I, think I got this I look way this by, good eating? For, by eating? Yeah. And then she was like, "No self-respecting New Yorker would spit out, would spit, spit out, out a, a steak, steak, that steak that good, kind of thing." And he's like, "Well, now I'm not even hungry anymore." He yeah. snaps so fast that it loses all legitimacy for <laughs> yes. me watching this stuff because <laughs> sure. it takes it to such a cartoony place yeah. where he gets like so angry all of a sudden. Yeah. But I guess from a storytelling device, they want to show him angry, like an angry New Yorker for a second, who's like frustrated sure. in his fake living circumstances. Yes. And or I think whatever. that kind of undermines the kind the idea of um, you know her kind of drinking the Kool-Aid as it were and, and kind of coming on board and going maybe there is something to this happiness thing and it kind of it, the idea is that it's removing this veneer of like how lovely and going like no underneath it it's it's too much to try to please other people and keep up with the Joneses he's got an eating disorder yeah but yeah. I like I can't I don't whatever it's TV but you know I our ladies have that. to get back it's to fine. their they gotta go back stasis. to New York they can't like LA yeah. Yeah. yeah and I love um, New York I heard it well let's talk a little bit about Charlotte yeah so uh, Charlotte uh, it's bless a continuation yeah bless her it's a continuation of uh, what we saw in the last episode which is uh, her her fairy tale romance and marriage Unfortunately, has little uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is sex in the city, after all. Yeah. It so is. we got to talk about sex a little bit. And unfortunately, do we have to? Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I know you don't want to. I don't want to talk about sex and nudity. <laughs> so, Charlotte. Uh, they went to a benefit. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte and, and Trey, Trey go to a lovely, like, cardiologist thing. Yep, and they both they are the picture look perfect at him. couple. Just look at him. Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. She looks McDougal. great. She looks great. He's handsome. He's got that hair that kind of flops yeah. a little. And like it's, when they get good. home, like she's got that itch that he wants him to scourge. Yeah. Back home, Charlotte had never felt more inside. She had just attended her first black tie doctor's benefit. Mm. Mm. 
Damn, we make a fine looking couple. Yes, we do. So, how did I do? Well, Mrs. McDougall, you did quite well. Well, thank you, Dr. McDougall. Mm -hmm. You know, doctor, I have an itch. I was hoping you could help me out with. Trey. You know, maybe it's time we really thought about some options, like, like Viagra. Viagra? Charlotte, are you aware that Viagra is a killer for men with heart problems? And let me remind you, my father died of a heart attack, and it runs in my family. Trey wasn't the only one with heart problems. I'm just trying to help. Now I'm tense. I'm going for a run. It was the fifth time Trey had gone running at bedtime in the last two weeks. When Charlotte knows there's a problem, she really wants to fix it. I think she gets, she's sort of on a one-track mind of like, if, if our sex life is a problem, I can't stop until I fix she's it. She's very practical yeah. in and that way. And she's like, we need to talk about this thing about options, Viagra. And he was like... Oh, that's great for guys with heart problems. You know what happened to my family with like heart conditions. Then Mealy goes for a Shuts run. It down. Yep. Yeah. And then Carrie voiceover is saying that's the fifth time that Trey <sighs> has gone for, you know, a late night run at bedtime in the last two weeks. Yeah. So with- and she was like, well, if Trey can run away, Charlotte thinks, well, if Trey can run away from his problems and Charlotte can run away from her. So she, she, just- she thinks that when she's at Carrie's apartment getting her mail, which I just have to take just 15 seconds and say, like, it's just, a, it's kind of. That this is this is a thing that that in the last couple of years has made me start to really um, appreciate my friends as my family when yeah. we when we are t- helping take care of each other's like like housekeeping kind of things like when I'll bring you something yeah bring you medicine and leave it at your door because you can't go out for medicine like you could postmates yeah. it but you ask me to do it and I want to do it or you know Ricky comes over and takes care of our cats mm-hmm. or whatever like that's the kind of stuff that like real friends do real friends are going to come pick up your pick up your mail while you're out of mm-hmm. town real friends are going to take you to the airport you know we've yeah. all done that for each other and I just love it and it makes me happy yeah that's a really nice that's another but one of these she, things that contributes to I believe these women are real people who are friends outside of yes. the scenes we've seen mm-hmm. I fill in the blanks absolutely and Charlotte is at Carrie's pick up her mail looks at a picture of the ladies and she's thinking I can she escape she misses her girls yeah so she shows up in just LA. fucking shows up to yeah. Los Angeles <laughs> Love By that. the way, have we all done the flight from New York to LA? That's a real fucking bitch. Oh, yeah, it is. there is like there's nothing fun about the New York mm-hmm. to oh, LA uh, flight. Oh, uh, no, there's nothing fun about adjusting to that time change. No, kill no. me. Yeah. So uh, Charlotte gets here, uh, and she, the ladies here for the first time that she has not yet slept with Trey. Yeah, it was a real, real huge surprise. So Carrie knew, I appreciate but how the other girls didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, they kind of see like what a dire situation is, and like offer like you know suggestions or encouragement to her and one of the one of the suggestions is for charlotte to get herself a brazilian yep and she does <laughs> she's gonna she shave does. her noonie um she in does. a really sort of like um she goes unfulfilled to punchline where like the woman pulls the brazilian and charlie goes oh and then it like awkwardly dissolves into yeah the it would kind of looked at each other in that scene this is one of two times in the series we will see a brazilian or or a waxer yeah later it's in season i want to say six part one or whatever it is where there's the russian speaking mm-hmm. woman who does carrie's waxing mm-hmm. oh you're welcome Stratsvitsie. like yeah. And this time it's Alicia. It will hurt a, a little. Yeah, who has an indecipherable accent. You don't, yes. don't know where Alicia's from. <laughs> Bo- she, she says beautiful. Yes. Like, who says that? I don't know. 
And Charlotte, she she's at the standard. She sees the lovely men at the pool, and suddenly she's feeling a little bit better about life. And when yeah. the, when the ladies end up at the uh, Playboy Mansion, she has a wonderful conversation with a very strange old man. man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about should we talk should we talk about Carrie and then work our way to the Playboy? Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Let's, let's do it. Let's wind up there. there, and we'll end up at the Playboy Mansion. Sounds great. So Carrie's uh, she's still at the Standard Hotel. This is this is her... I um, have to say, besides yeah. the fact that Carrie doesn't stop smoking, if we're going with stereotypes and generalizations, she looks like an L.A. kind of girl because sure. she's so tan and her hair is really blonde on top. And her body is uh, snatched. So wow. when later Kevin Travers or whatever is like, you're from New York, the only thing that looks New York about her to me is the fact she's smoking. Otherwise, yes. she looks pretty L.A. Yes, I completely agree I, with yes. you. And boy, her she spends... A, a fair amount of time in a two-piece bathing suit in this episode, Woo! and I'm not angry about it. Nobody's angry. Uh, She's yeah. working them legs. That body, though. SMP's yeah. Yanked and snatched um, the her in the hotel time. room, yeah. uh, I just, you know what I love so much is that in the background of one of the scenes, you can see that there's some room service left over, and nothing brings me more joy than those stainless steel plate <gasps> covers. Yeah, oh. like when it, when it, when room, room service, service comes into your room and it's got the stainless steel Alec. open up and there's a burger and fries underneath. Wait, oh. Alec, can I take us back to our honeymoon? Oh, our When Alec and I went, and we sent you a video. I know we yeah. did. Um, I know what I, you're talking about. I love talk you that, so much. We, we couldn't resist. But um, when we were in the, the Grand Californian at Disneyland, Alec and I, uh, uh, the first day we were there, we went and rode a, rode a ride or two. And then we were so exhausted from wedding festivities. We came back to our room. We ordered turkey clubs mm-hmm. and Frenched fries. Ooh, and we, Frenched fries. We, we pulled those those stainless steel tops just right off the top and just ate and watched Sex in the City. We did. Because it was on television. And napped. And then and we, we ate. We filled our bellies full of food and literally just fell back on the bed and slept for probably two hours. That sounds Woke like back up. Went movie. back into Disneyland for like until midnight when it closed. Yeah, it was a really dream. Lovely. Um so anyway, complete non sequitur. But uh Carrie's there, she's loving LA. She uh she and Samantha are gonna go to a movie premiere, but they don't get in. Who even cares what movie it is? No one goes to see the movie. Right. They didn't go to the movie and get their movie pass on. By the way, we are the they go to this premiere and at the door. Um, as like are the they at the after party? Is that what's happening? Because they, I, guess. I think that's what the impression is that I get is that they're trying to get into the after party because Carrie says she has she had tickets to go to this movie but she's not going to go. They're just going to use her press pass again in the after party and then they're told she's like, well, let me see your passes from the movie. She's like, nobody goes to the movie. We didn't go to the movie. And then the actress who's playing the girl at the door who like stops Samantha and Carrie is Jennifer Elise Cox, who to me is such an enigmatic actress because she's so mysterious to me because you probably know her as Jan from the from the very Brady sequel George Glass George Glass like the the Brady movies 
and she's had a couple guest stars, but I remember as a kid thinking she was so funny and talented and wondering where she went. And a few months ago, I went to go stalk her online to see what her deal was. And she's unusual. She's not, like, if you follow her on Instagram and, like, look at her stuff, she doesn't have a lot of followers, and she's kind of, she's a little crazy. Really? And oh. to me, it's such a disappointment because I th- I've, I think she has such great potential, and she's such, yeah. she was such an exciting actress. That's how I feel about what's her, about, um... Uh, Anya, um, Emma Caulfield, Emma Caulfield is yeah. a little kooky pants on social media. Yeah, and she's a, she's an a, a, like a, an outrageously to me electric actress. Yeah. like her work on Buffy was just unparalleled. Yeah. And then you follow her now, or you know, at least in the last yeah. couple of years, so and I've was, just been kind of like we have Ugh. a couple fun little cameos. Yeah, I don't know if if. To me, she was, but I don't think, I guess, I suppose Jennifer Elise Cox is not a recognizable enough person that it's like, that's a cameo. But that leads us into our next major cameo Mm -hmm. for me, which pulls focus almost to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, Because, you know, they don't get into the after party or whatever. Samantha goes to get their car from the valet and Carrie stands outside smoking a cigarette and who comes lumbering out is tall, tall scruffy Vince Vaughn. But he's not playing Vince Vaughn. He's playing... Kevin Travers, right? Yeah, uh-huh. representing Matt Damon, and to uh-huh. me, it's so pull focusy because it's like, oh, we had Matthew McConaughey the last episode. We have spoiler alert, Carrie Fisher later in this episode, but we have Vince Vaughn, who to me is such a recognizable guy, and which is why he's there in the first place. And he was already a yeah. movie star at that point. So uh-huh. he's sort of like it's like when Penelope Cruz is in the second movie, is oh, like a and real playing estate a, broker, playing the but they're president at a movie of the bank oh, of Spain yeah. or what something, and you're like, about? how is this not Penelope? Right. Yeah, we all yeah. know it. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But boy, is he tall, and boy, yeah. is he handsome. Yeah, uh, they do. They do comment a lot on how attractive and sexy he is. Yeah, I think he's a cute, like, good-looking guy. Yeah. What, what surprised yeah. me about him in this episode is, and no, no shade, like all tea, no shade. But it's like he's just kind of wearing like polos and like kind of like schlubby normal clothes yeah. that are like nothing too spectacular. I remember thinking like, wow, he's at this VIP after party wearing like a nondescript short sleeve polo shirt. You yeah, know that's I mean? true. Yeah. You know, dude, dudes with really funny, charming personalities really do it for me. And Vince Vaughn in his later it, it, post like swingers and post his early like baby face stuff yeah. has really like that's what he's all about is he's very, very funny and incredibly charming. Yeah. And that that's all I need. Yeah. But if you look at like like really young like pictures of Vince Vaughn, like just go Google it for yourself. To me, he is like shockingly gorgeous. I'm gonna pull up young Vince Vaughn. Um and I'm not that's not to say that he's not han- a handsome dude, but yeah. I think I think he also is incredibly charming, and to me that does a lot. Yeah. Um but but oh boy like I get it I get them wanting Carrie to see him as like this heartthrob and yeah, that's how he sure. how he is portrayed. Do you? Um, yeah, he's a really good looking. Right, guy. I feel like he's got like this kind of Marlon Brando thing going on mm-hmm. when he's really young. Look yeah. at that yeah, face. Right. Do you, you guys do yourself a favor Fucking and Google shockingly it. gorgeous. There, this this episode they do this in literally every episode, but this episode gave me sort of like a funny idea for a YouTube clip that I'll never <laughs> make, but um, maybe somebody can. Which is that this is one of those shows like Scrubs where um, there is voiceover over the characters acting, and um, 
what happens when you film these episodes is that somebody off camera says the voiceover and and the and the characters the actors like Vince oh, Vaughn uh-huh. and Sarah Jessica Parker if they're having a scene and like let's say that in the scene Vince Vaughn does something charming and and Carrie's voiceover is like he was really tall and really cute and he was making me laugh that she can respond to that the timing off camera, of that. Somebody saying that, and they're like the acting to it. But what's funny to me is to think about if you removed the voiceover but kept the scene. I think about that, that all the time. There's this really long sustained pauses oh, between about that all, all the, time. the time. Yes, it's I would love to see funny. a video where they take out the voiceover the yes. and it's just long. It's like Matthew, if you and I were talking to each other, and there's just ten seconds of us no, looking at each other. There's a lot between. of that in "I Love a Charade," which is my favorite Sex in the City uh-huh. episode. There's yeah. a a lot of perfectly timed stuff yep. where I think I, that's pulled focus for me thinking about like what it would be like. That makes me think about it. music videos without the music. Yes. The, those, yeah. those videos are the funniest thing on yes. the planet yeah. to me. Yeah. They really where it's are just really the funny. shuffling, the, just the diegetic sound, the just like, yes. shuffling feet. Hey, So, anyway, Vince Vaughn, Keith playing Keith Travers. Kevin Travers? Kevin Travers. Or is it Keith? Kevin. It's it's Kirk. It's it's Kirk. So playing K Travers. K Travers. Um, is a is a seemingly very important guy. He he says he's representing. Important. Yeah, he says he's representing Matt Damon, and, and for their first sort of outing together, it's a lunch date, and then to go see Lorenzo Lamas's three point four million dollar, but will probably come down to three point two million dollar. Oh, thank God! Mansion because otherwise in the hills. I couldn't yeah. afford it. Uh, and you know he's he's just oh my God, L A. and it's so um, charming. Real yeah. estate. Oh, L A. beats New York in real. Estate. It's true though that, and later in the episode, um, she, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna give spoilers here. Um, uh, I, I have a point to make once we get to the Carrie Fisher part. Remind me then. Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. you know he's so important and cool, and gosh, he must have so much money and power, yeah. and like you know, Carrie, money. Carrie is very sort of. It's sort of an aphrodisiac, uh, and, uh, and sorry, you know, we can't stop singing Lana Del Rey. There's nothing. Oh, I'm really and she remember she has her Brazilians. She's already oh, Brazilian slip, made her sliding do her it. little seal slip slide. Yeah. So her he, little pink seal. She ends up. Oh my god. <laughs> She ends up uh, at his place in the in the hot tub where she move, removes her underpanties, uh, and they're yes, getting it on. Yes. And uh, God is just so perfect. And she wakes up the next morning in bed with him. And what oh, the could sun be more is perfect? shining. It's very elegant. Nothing so could go wrong. Be till eleven. That's yeah. so elegant. Nothing could go wrong. So at this point. So what could possibly go wrong? What the fuck do you think you're doing? I told you, no prostitutes when you're house-sitting. You're a house-sitter? Personal assistant. Personal assistant. They thought you were an agent. Please, I wish I could get my agent to water my plants. Apparently, the life I was coveting wasn't Keith's. It was Carrie Fisher's. You are so fired. Wait till I tell Penny. Does this mean that I'm going to have to return her car? And Penny Marshall's. I'm just, I'm going to... You might need these. Thank you. Are you going to bring prostitutes to Ben's new $3 million home? And Ben Affleck's. You know, I'm not a prostitute. I'm Carrie Bradshaw. I'm a writer, too. Well, actually, I'm... Well, I have a column in New York. I'm Carrie... You're Carrie. I write... You write. 
I have a child, you know, I, I really, I can't do this. Have you guys been smoking in here? Um, this was always on. The dry cleaning and the cat food, that's all done. Until motherfucking Carrie Fisher shows up and Literally. says, What are you doing? Like, I forgot what she said. <laughs> like, so Carrie Fisher, and I know this is confusing, as Carrie Fisher, right. not as Vince a character. Vaughn, not as Vince Vaughn. So Carrie apparently Fisher Vince as Carrie Vaughn Fisher. as Kirk Travers is playing <laughs> Kirk Travers sounds like a porn Penny star. Marshall and Carrie Fisher's house sitter. That's right. Slash personal assistant. That's sure. right. Sure. Um, My point that I was going to say earlier is there's something about, because I house it every now and then, like a house in the hills. Yeah, you do. And there's something like sexy about like while I'm housing there, it makes me want to invite a boy over because it's like, I'm staying here in this stupid old house in the hills. Oh, it's so stupid. I'm next door to Eva Longoria. Do you want to come over and have a stupid night in the hills and drink free alcohol? You know what I mean? Like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of that. I don't blame Vince Travers. No, No, you've invited me over to that house in the hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been really sexy. Pumpkin so, dip. So Carrie Fisher's My like, you're fired. Why are you bringing prostitutes Carrie over Fisher's here? Carrie Fisher's super funny. She's great. Like. She's fantastic in this scene. She, she keeps calling Carrie a prostitute. It's very yeah. funny. Carrie's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not a prostitute. I'm, I'm a Carrie writer. I'm Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Well, I, I write a column in New York. I'm Carrie, you Carrie. We both write. I carry, you carry. And she does like... SJP does a, such a good do- job of deflating on camera. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, where yeah. she like, kind of makes yes. a joke and realizes it's inappropriate. And she kind of like wiggles her head and like, you know, She does the same thing and... later with the bodyguard or the guard at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, it's she, incredible. I steal a lot of stuff from her. It's very, it's her, it's her acumen for physical comedy. It's, it's her great. worship of like, God, she's like so silent good. film stars. Literally. Like yeah. she, she's all about the classic slapstick. Yeah, you could watch slapstick. this episode with the sound she's off and still She's a student exactly of the classic slapstick and she's incredible. And I she's feel always, like, like I've heard and read, I'm sorry, Alec, because no, she's okay. fighting. Alec, let us talk. <laughs> she's constantly, she, she has said before and behind the scenes stuff that she's always fighting for more physical comedy moments for mm-hmm. Carrie because she feels like Carrie's just kind of a bumbler in that way yeah. and she loves to do that and she's so very good at it. Yeah. I do feel like Vince Vaughn probably improv the last lines in those scenes where he's like yes. my cell phone was always on and I took care the of cat the cat food. food. His yeah. It's all done. StarTac flip phone. Yes. Which are kind of coming back into style now, right? Are they? Do, are really? I, I, doesn't Jay-Z like carry a flip phone now? I used to I love like flip phones so much because it really gave me a sense of finality when I was done with the phone call. Yes. It's like and I'm done with you now clear someone yep. was telling me the other day um that their kid asked them uh why that why it's called hanging up when you hang up oh, a phone call because wow, when you're on a smartphone right. you just press a button so why is it called hanging up and the kid didn't understand and right. i died wow I never questioned hanging up. Well, it's because like, you you yeah. you understand as a Does human. Does it come from like a cord with the phone and you like put it back? Literally, up on yes. Thing? Like the yeah. way phones originated hanging was they down, hung on the wall, down, and so like, you hung them. You hung it, especially if you think about those like the phones where like think about I think about I always think about um it's a wonderful life when she's on the phone with um. Sam or whatever, uh, hee haw, you know. Well, I'm sorry, I'm making very specific references, but but where well. the kind of phones where you hold a thing to your ear and then you have to speak into the piece that's on the wall, yeah. and then you would hang that little earpiece up, hanging it up, hanging yeah, up yeah. the phone, yeah. even even a phone anyway, even a even any kind of corded phone, you yeah. hang it up. I will notice that in this in these LA episodes, there's a lot of cell phone action that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be happening in that's New York. Right. That that's right. Yes, everyone's that's on their phones. Point. Everybody's a mover and a shaker. 
Yeah. So Samantha, just to round it all out, Samantha, the sort of second piece of her storyline is that when they are out early in the episode, they're at the after party for the movie, she sees her idol. Excuse me, Hugh? She sees If she's Hugh truly a fan, Hefner, she's going to know that everybody lady. calls him half. Yeah, I know, right? But I, I'm also almost positive that those women who are with him in that initial scene are, were his actual girlfriends at the time. Yeah. I believe they were two of the, like, seven that were there when Holly came into mm-hmm. the yeah. fold. It's a whole mythology thing. So. All Get this half stuff is just a little embarrassing. Yep. And Samantha is just a little cringeworthy or it, whatever. Yep, yep. So Samantha, she's a huge fan of half, and she lets him know. And, of and course the ladies is. end up getting He's invited. Like, Come on by. We're going to yeah. go to the Yeah, he Play-Doh kind of is like, she's like, I'm a very big fan. And he, like, gets up from his seat and he was like, please then sit down please to come to my house for an afternoon pools party yeah Yeah, so the (laughs) ladies show up at the actual playboy mansion which you can drive by here in la it's in in holmby hills um carrie i thought you've been there before nope i haven't um but i've 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 knew somebody who knew somebody who worked there pool parties (laughs) your i've I've been kind of disillusioned in the last couple years with all the exposes but um but carrie is wearing the most fabulous cover-up that's just nothing but sparkles Um, can we take a step back because there's some fun fashions in this and i want to give two shout outs yes one when they're all out to eat at ambiguous restaurant once charlotte gets there Miranda's wearing a, I wanted to call it a sherbet jacket. Yep. Uh-huh. Where it's a, a jacket with like highlighter colored smears on it that are like bright oranges and blues and pinks. Yep. And wow. then when they're all out to eat, I, we get a especially fabulous, and I'm using that word very specifically, fabulous outfit from Carrie where she's wearing, as Kat called it, a Britney hat. Yeah. And yeah. she has this Dior rings where it's D-I-O-R on her ring finger. And you know she's showing off those Dior rings yes, wearing she a is. Britney Spears hat. Carrie knows how to work those accessories. Yes. And she wears a fanny pack in this episode, She does. I, I have fashion. it written down. And I'm wondering if the fashion is especially standout or great in this episode because they're in L.A. They're really mm, trying to step yeah. up. Well, you know Carrie, Carrie very carefully planned her trip to Los yes. Angeles. Which she leads me back to what you outfits. said. Her cover up at, oh the, my God. at the Playboy Mansion is like a VMA kind of club. She's wearing a bathing suit so because you know grotto and and pools, but she's but yeah, it's it's nothing but sequins and it's so yeah, fabulous. She's got the glitz and she's got the glam. So Charlotte feeling a little bit down uh, with Trey. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Okay, yep. you actually I can't you help penis metaphors no matter what. That's but, right. Um, Everything comes back to the phallus. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag feminism. Fuck both of you. Hashtag phallus talk um she ends up flirting with this guy and she's he's a total barney yeah total barney i mean what and and he's they're having such an intellectual conversation about art and it's so nice she's forgetting her husband so far away yeah but it all comes back around to that shallow la way everyone la says hey he offers to buy her some tits let me buy you some tits. Let me buy you some boobs or whatever he says. And she's like, I don't need new tits or whatever. She doesn't say that. <laughs> no. And she I just like saying tits. basically gets in the convertible from Greece and just flies by <laughs> the sky. <laughs> but basically, it's like, it's, you know, again, it's a seemingly charming LA guy who's like, you know, kind of a, but then you find he's a smooth talker because all he wants to do is buy her a new set of breast implants. And he says, that's what? not for her. It's I'm a out gift. of here. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, uh, Samantha's fake Fendi story. Yes, yeah, Samantha oh, got that gold. She got that gold fake Fendi from earlier in the episode, and she done bring it to the um, Playboy Mansion oh, or whatever. God. And she lets her eye off it for a second. Then she it gets stolen, or so she presumes. And she sees a you know another blonde bimbo, bleach blonde bimbo with them fake tats with that same gold Fendi bag. And she's like, oh no, that bunny stole my Fendi. Yeah. So she confronts her immediately. Not, she doesn't just confront her. She literally reaches out and tries to That's yank the bag away from this woman, which is so uncomfortable. And yeah. Hef shows up and is like, excuse me, is there a problem here? And then Samantha says, like, yes, she stole my bag. If you look inside, there are a bunch of mm-hmm. condoms and it says made in China on the inside. <laughs> oh, God. And then the bunny opens up her bag and it says Fendi on a gold plate in the inside. How embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, it's so and, embarrassing. Uh, and a bouncer shows up. Um, silently, wordlessly, Silent to escort bomb. Samantha and her friends out of the She's leaving, she's mansion. leaving, but not without her friends. But we get one great moment with Carrie and Miranda when they arrive in the grotto. All this underscored, by the way, with Magic Carpet Ride, which to me yes. is a very strange, it's strange musical choice. Yeah, we get a moment alone with... Carrie and Miranda, both of them kind of musing over why they're at the Playboy Mansion. And they walk into this hidden grotto, which is a hot tub with the just a bunch of naked... grotto. With a bunch of naked women splashing about. And Miranda goes, look, tit soup. Thank you for <laughs> embodying how under yeah. the breath and how, like, how, like, emotionlessly she says it. And it's totally perfect. I've seen yeah. this episode several times. I have it on VHS. Didn't you hear me earlier? But yeah. I never really picked up on the tit soup line oh, until I just I cackled. Cats cackled it's it's so funny. Yeah. Look at that. Tit soup. Ladies get kicked out of the party and we have this great uh, what what is truly iconography where Carrie arrives back home in her apartment in New York, and just the way she just the can't wait to looks. smoke. Like the, the whole smoking thing rubs me the wrong way. I'm sorry to cut you off, Alex. No worries. But as she's like leaving the hotel or whatever, she like triumphantly yeah. gets out her cigarette, and he's like, "You can't smoke in here." She's like, "I'm leaving. I'm going back to New York where I can smoke wherever <laughs> I want. Yes, freedom, freedom, New York. Smoke, smoke, smoke." <laughs> Yeah, so she she's back in LA. She lights up a cig and um, she scratches her cooter because her hair is growing back. I know her old the old her is growing back. Yeah, her, her old Lou is gonna be itself again, covering her pink seal noonie. <laughs> and um, and we're back. We're back in we're back in New York, uh, and like it's we good never to be left. back. Back to life. Back, back to reality. Is that Lana? I don't know who that is. No, it's no, I'm not. Kidding. It's I'm not. kidding. I'm if know. only like she'd probably do a killer whatever. cover, though. I know, right? Tell me, I'm sorry. Our time in LA is through. Yeah, I'm Matthew, so sad. it was so lovely having you. Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm so sad that it's ending. I have such a yeah. good time with Carry On. It's my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, well, we have so much more to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're about to hit. We're about to. Season three is admittedly not my favorite. Yeah. But we're about to get some really good stuff, and then we're once we get to season four and five, six. Forget that's it. All. It's Forget all it. I mean, real can you good. believe? No. Ooh. It's the greatest hits. It makes you just want to watch Sex and City nonstop. Yeah. I can't wait I for know, what's next. I know. You're right. You said something to me the other day, which was that like Sex and the City doesn't feel very summery to you, and you don't typically spend a whole lot of time watching it in the summertime, but there are times when you this we've felt just summery. binge. Yeah. This did feel summery. Yeah. yeah. Well, until next time. Carry, carry on. on.